This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Happy Wednesday. Today, my guest and I are talking about community and how building a strong community helps you to not only build your business and your brand, but you can scale it quickly once the pieces are in place because of your reach and your influence with the community you've built. Before I get to my guest, I wanted to share a bit about how community has impacted me and give you some points to ponder and actions you can take. I reiterate the same message over and over here on the show, when I'm speaking, when I'm working with clients. And that message is when you know your why and your values and you choose your actions based on that, you you can't go wrong. Again, the example, me and my kids, I tell everybody my why is my kids. My values are to live with honesty, integrity, authenticity, and to be present as much as I can for my three girls. I chose to be an entrepreneur. I chose to work around my kids' schedules. Whatever you choose to do is the right thing for you to do. So I worked part-time, I worked full-time, I worked contract, you name it, I did whatever I had to do to juggle me and the girls' schedule. And there is no right choice for everyone. Is it hard sometimes? Yes. But I would still do it again, I would still choose it again. So when the girls were small, and I had left my full-time social work job, and I was looking for ways that I could you know, do my business and started my business when I, I said it before, I was pregnant with my second daughter, Claire. When I was eight months pregnant, I thought I would start my business and I thought I'm going to do what I can. So that meant a lot of my time was spent online in pockets of time. So much of it late at night when the girls were in school, I watched videos, webinars, I joined Facebook groups of like-minded individuals, mostly women, a lot of them moms groups, because we were going through the same thing. I worked on my online profiles, I followed other influencers, I learned through watching, participating, I was a guest on other podcasts, I wrote articles, I created content. I took online courses, I worked on my own online presence, my website, I spent time on social media posting, following, commenting, I involved myself in conversation. I created relationships with people online all over the world. In my own community too, when I could actually leave the house, but sometimes I was just so tired, but I knew that all of this would someday pay off if I wanted my business. So in other words, since 2002, I've built community of people I know, like, and trust. And likewise, the same people in my community know that about me. This is why I've been able to reach out to people in my community now and say, hey, I've started a podcast. Uh, Love brand you. I'd love for you to be on the show. 
So my point is, if you are just starting out, if you're a stay-at-home mom like me and my guest was at her starting point, if you're working a side hustle, no matter what you're doing, whatever your dream is, I mean, mine started 16 years ago, and it seems like a blink of an eye. So if you only have five minutes a day, build your community. If your baby's napping, watch a video. If you're waiting for the school bus, I don't know how many times I was waiting for the school bus, and I would just do a few things waiting for the kids to get off the bus. So whatever it is that you need to do, encourage you to do it. Learn what you can. And when you can surround yourself with like-minded people, just do what you can when you can. Believe me, it does pay off. I remember, you know, people in my life saying, you're always on your computer or you're always, I don't really understand what you're doing, but I knew. I knew what I wanted and I knew the steps that I needed to do. And my guest can share some of that with us too. So here today to talk about community and the million dollar and growing exponentially global business she has created is my dear online friend, Lorraine Dalmer. Lorraine is a biologist, an environmental scientist, and e-learning entrepreneur. Four short years ago, she quit her job as a, wind and, as a wind farm developer and took over the running of a small online school called Formula Botanica, which teaches people how to make their own skincare and hair care, organic, organic skincare and hair care. I need to put that part in there. Since taking over, Lorraine has completely transformed Formula Botanica. She's grown a small online website with a minimal five-figure turnover to a seven-figure global brand. She's hired an amazing team who help her with the day-to-day -day running of the school. She's achieved accreditation for Formula Botanica and even led the school to winning an international e-learning industry award for excellence in the design of learning content. And if you've watched her videos, you know what I'm talking about. I was just ooing and aahing over them before we got on here. So by wearing so many hats in the business, Lorraine has learned skills she didn't even know she had, including videography, accountancy, digital marketing, and graphic design. Lorraine is originally from the Netherlands and now lives with her two young sons and her partner, Richard, on the south coast of England. Welcome, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I, I say every week that I'm excited to have my guest on the show and you and I, I think I first, I say lovingly stalked you last <laughs> summer when I was starting out and listeners, I sent Lorraine a message and said, I've started a podcast, I want you on the show and Lorraine said, well, my schedule's a little bit busy but right now but I'll fit you in and we have literally been going back and forth for months now and finally, we're here. We're here. We're here. We've made it. <laughs> and 
I just have to share with, before you get going, I just have to share with everyone that the picture that I have in my mind when I think of Lorraine is when we were on our Facebook mastermind group, Lorraine had put uh, the cover, what was the cover of the magazine that you were on? And you oh, had gosh. your little boys. And I remember you had your baby, you got your baby on your hip and yeah. your older son was standing beside you. He was a toddler. And that's the image I have of you. And I think, you know, where, where you're at now. And that was what had to be five years ago. Cause the boys oh. are yeah, that was about five years ago. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, my my youngest son is now almost five. So yeah, we've come a long way in that time. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> well, it was, I remember thinking it was such a cute photo, but it was about your business at the time. Didn't you win an award for your business before that or something? No, I was, uh, I developed an app. That was the first thing I did. Oh, Right. Right, and so right. I got featured by this woman's magazine about I'm an app developer, but I have a baby. <laughs> you know, it was, right, it was quite funny. So we did a photo shoot here with me and the app and the baby and, and my toddler at the time, and uh, that's obviously what I shared online. And I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> well, I, I just it was it was a beautiful picture. So if I if I can find it, I was actually looking for it. But <laughs> if I can find it, I might even might even put it on the show page if if I can find it, if, if you're okay with that. I'm fine. I'm sure I can dig it out for you from somewhere. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. Okay, Lorraine, we've got a lot to talk about. And listeners, Lorraine has an amazing story and she can share so many business, branding, marketing, community tips with us. So we got to get going. Tell <laughs> us your backstory and how you ended up here. Right. So we're going to go way back. So about, uh, let's see, uh, my children are now almost five and eight. So about nine years ago, I was working for other people. I had good jobs. You know, I'm, a, I'm an environmental scientist. I've had great paid jobs. I've worked around the world. I've lived in lots of different countries, but I don't like working for other people. <laughs> and I think this is something like, that a lot of people can relate to. Yes. <laughs> Most people don't like working for others, but I really struggled with it. And, you know, even going back 10 years ago, when I first, 15 years ago, when I first met my partner, we were already talking about it at the time with him saying, you shouldn't be working for other people. This is not your thing. You need to start your own business. But it took until I had my first child, my first son, for me to think, hang on a minute, there's a break in proceedings here. I can finally get a bit of headspace, even though I am sleep deprived out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> he breastfeeds all day long. I never leave the sofa. But you know what? I can finally actually see my way out of this. It was really weird at the time because I felt like hell for the first year of my son's life because it is so, yeah. so invasive. You know, it's unbelievable. It throws your life upside down when you have children. But all of a sudden, I realized I could do something for myself. And I was watching an episode of the UK Apprentice and I watched these teams of people. I love the Apprentice. I have to say the British version. Anyway, yeah. I don't watch the, uh, the uh, North American version. Um, yeah. I was watching these teams of people make an iPhone app and they, I was sat there going, these idiots can do this. So can I. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, I know nothing about app development. I knew nothing about, anything in terms of Apple or iPhones. I just had an iPhone. That's what I felt qualified me for this job. And I designed in my head an iPhone app 
and I started to sketch it out. I found some tutorials online for how to make an iPhone app. I hired a company in India, <laughs> you know, with my four month old baby on my yep. arm. I was like, I'm going to do this. So I, um, I launched an iPhone app after my son was about one year old. You know, we, we spent months and months working on this and that was what really triggered it so at that point I started to get features in magazines like the one you're talking about um, I started to get featured in some of the big newspapers here in the UK I had a big feature in the Sun um, newspaper and it was doing really well globally I was getting lots and lots of downloads and I think it's been downloaded in like a hundred countries or something um, and it's still out there as well it's called Beautycraft not that I do much with it nowadays it's free now as well and it was all about DIY beauty. And I started to really get into the ingredients behind it. So I thought, this is cool. You know, I should start my own natural skincare brand off the back of this. I started blogging. I, start, I got to the point that I had like 20,000 visitors a month on my blog. And I was clearly tapping into something because I was using my scientific background and my biological background to write about plants and use them on the skin. And even now, even though I don't update that website anymore, it's still there. It's still getting like 25,000 visits a month, even though we put nothing on it for the last three years. And so then I thought, right, I'm going to start my own skincare brand. I got really into it and I bought a small course online to teach me how to make natural and organic skincare. And I thought, yeah, I can do this. And then I got pregnant again. <laughs> And I had that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was all planned. Yeah. And then I had a second baby. Yeah. And so I was there and I had my baby. I had my toddler. And I thought to myself, there is no way on earth I'm ever going to start a skincare brand from home because the manufacturing, the 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 hygiene requirements, yes. everything, it's just not feasible when you have small children running around the house, unless you have a separate part of your house that you can literally section off. But I was realistic with myself and I thought this isn't going to happen. And at that point, I was approached by the lady who was running the skincare course that I'd taken online. And she said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I've built it up to a small level. I'm happy with where it is. I'm not a business builder. This is not my thing. Can you please buy my business? And she, I was pregnant at the time when she approached me and I went, no, I'm pregnant. I'm about to have a baby. I'm not buying your business. <laughs> but but she kept coming back and she said after I'd given birth, she was there again. Would you like to buy my business? And I was like, no, I have a newborn baby. I'm not buying your business. But she kept coming back and he was about six months old when she came back again. And I said, okay, you know what? Send me the accounts. And in the UK, we have really long maternity leaves. We have uh, up to a year. And I took the full year. So I was still on maternity leave at the time. I got my accountant involved. I got my family involved. Everyone was looking at these accounts. And people were going, yeah, this could be a nice hobby business for you, Lorraine. This could make a nice, decent income. You know, you wouldn't be able to quit your job, but there's some money in it. And it would probably not take you too long to pay back. So yeah, we think you should do it. So when my youngest son was eight months old, I hired a lawyer team, I hired a legal team, <laughs> and, and I bought this business. And um, it wasn't even a business, it was just a bunch of intellectual property and goodwill. So I had um, a whole bunch of lawyers draw up contracts, baby on arm, breastfeeding, toddler on hand, you know? <laughs> and I bought this company. And at that point, uh, roughly afterwards, I went back to work. So at that point, I was thinking, this is my hobby business. This is what I'm going to do in the evening, you know, one hour a day. That's how it was sold to me as well. 
And I realized as soon as I got back to work that I'd fallen into that typical trap that a lot of women fall into when they return after maternity leave. And I had nothing to do. So I was a pretty senior manager in the company. I was a, a project director. I had a project team reporting to me. I had a huge budget. I came back from maternity leave the second time. It was like I was a ghost. So they stuck me in the attic at work. I had nothing to do. And I was sat there going, why do you not have any work for me? What's going on here? You know, I have 12 years experience. I have a huge track record. I'm good at my job. I've been here for six years. Give me some work. And they were like, we haven't really got anything. So it got to the point that I started to realize I need to make my own thing work and I really need to make it work now. And you get and bored when there's yeah. nothing to do and oh you're gosh. used to working the boredom. Oh my goodness. Okay. I work hard. I am yeah. a real hard worker. You know, I yeah. put my nose down to the ground and I'm gone yeah. and I couldn't do that. And I found that deeply frustrating because I didn't really feel that that was something I wanted to invest my time in, even though they were paying me a good salary. And I can imagine most people would be sat there going, well, you know, I'm getting a good salary to do nothing, but that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it it wasn't me either. And I, I just couldn't do it either. I, I needed to be doing something. And I, exactly. again, I think it's the entrepreneurial mindset too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then I started to teach myself even more about digital marketing. So I'd spent a lot of time whilst my, my babies were little on the sofa. My God, they breastfed all the time. <laughs> it just never ended. I'd be stuck on the sofa for days at a time. You know, there were days that I would be glad to be able to have a bathroom break. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I spent a lot of time just reading ebooks, watching videos, learning things, joining masterminds, whatever I could do on my smartphone while they were asleep in my arms yeah and I learned an awful lot but then after I went back from maternity leave and I had no job really I started to really delve into digital marketing in particular launch techniques and videos and so once four months had passed quite a few of those techniques had already started to pay off and I'd recouped my investment so I said to my partner I'm going to quit my job and he was going, no, 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 don't do that. You should spend at least another year and make sure that the company takes off. And I was going, nope, I'm going to quit my job because you know what? Even if it doesn't work out, I will find something else. Yes. It's not going to be a big problem. I'm highly qualified. Who doesn't want to hire me? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Blind optimism and confidence. And um, so I did. And the first week after I quit my job, I went into an, a product launch for the week and I'd said to my family how much money do you think I can make in a week I, my target is 15,000 pounds and my brother-in-law I'll never forget this he went well if you could make 1,000 I think that would be good Lorraine <laughs> and so we went into this launch week and I sold 40,000 pounds worth of courses and at in that one point week. everyone one week. one week yes everyone was gobsmacked they were just going oh my word, we can't believe you did that. How did you do that? And I was going, I'm not entirely sure, but something's working here. And so from there onwards, it grew and it's grown phenomenally over the last four years. So I was on my own at that point, but pretty soon after I had to hire an IT manager, yeah. I had to hire a tutor, I had to hire a um, business manager, a student advisor. And now here we are four years later and I have a global multinational school with a staff of 14 people. We have four and a half thousand customers. As you mentioned, you know, we've, we've long hit the seven figure turnover and it is just flying. And it is, it's really exciting to be part of this, but we never saw this coming. <laughs> I never saw this coming, but it's through the hard work and the as we're going to talk about the community, the digital marketing, the branding, everything that's gone into it, that I'm now at a point that we've been able to retire my partner. 
we've been able to make plans for you know the house we're going to buy we've been able to secure our future just through this online business that I've built up really from from very little because when I took it over it was absolutely minimal and it didn't have any processes or systems in place it had no mailing list to speak of it had no online footprint it, the website was half unfinished it was we had no social media following <laughs> it was just a complete mess so from there to where we are today where we now have you know over a million impressions a month through our digital networks online it's been a phenomenal roller coaster ride, but it's been a great deal of fun. <laughs> and I can see it. And again, because you know, I follow you everywhere. We're on all the channels. And I watched your Instagram, uh, Formula Botanica Instagram, go from zero to what, 15,000 or yep. more now? Yep. Like you. I I watch you not only because I like you and I like the skincare and and but I was fascinated by how quickly you grew. So tell us how the digital marketing played into tell us how you did it. Right, how I did it. Well, uh, there isn't a clear blueprint for it. One day I may try and write that blueprint, but I think the biggest things that we've done have been to do with building a community around us because of course word of mouth is incredibly powerful, but it's also been to do with the quality of what we do. So one of my core values is really driving everything through high quality materials. And then based on that, uh, email marketing has been huge for us. So the first thing I started to do really as soon as I took over the business was to build us a mailing list and to really start to develop that mailing list and to talk to that mailing list. Because I see a lot of people talk about digital marketing and email marketing and never, never, ever send any emails to their mailing list. And I decided not to be like that. So I'm very, very consistent in how I apply my emails. So every single week we send a newsletter to our mailing list. And because of that, we get rid of the people who don't want to be there because they unsubscribe. And I got over that a long, long time oh, ago. Yeah. Really. yeah, we probably have like 30, 40 unsubscribers every time I send out an email now. But you know what? We have 40,000 people who subscribe to our mailing list. So it, it doesn't really matter that much anymore. We, um, you're hitting the right people. That's what, I, exactly. that's what I say to people. When people go away, when my clients um, that are just starting out and they're worried about people not liking them or unsubscribing or, yeah. or unfollowing them. I keep yes. saying that's a good thing. That's a good thing it because it leaves people that are your right audience in yeah, line for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we started to, I started to really develop that mailing list and build up a relationship with those people. And then based on that, we created groups on Facebook where people could engage with us even more. So they would read my emails. They would read my blog posts. They would watch my videos they would see all my stuff on social media, but then we also created these big groups where people could create, where we created a tribe effectively. So we have a big paid group, which is our classroom, and that is an absolute thriving hub of activity. We've actually had to hire someone, we have a community manager now who has to manage that community because it's almost like crowd control really. Yeah. But then we also developed a huge free Facebook group, which we funnel everyone into from our mailing list. And it's been phenomenal. You know, we have 50, almost 15,000 people in there. And it's a wonderful community which supports each other, where we, we lift people up and where we help people, you know, share their successes, where we commiserate together. And that has been one of the big, big drivers behind what we do. 
But I'd say that every single digital platform we're on is linked to something else. So effectively, it's almost like one big circle where you go from email to social media to groups to podcasts to videos. And somewhere along the line, we touch someone. We have a touch point with people. And that's what's really lifted us up as a brand. But the, the biggest thing in that is the consistency. So it's not something you do once. It's something you do consistently yes. every single week, every single day I show up, I do the same thing over yeah. and over again. And work changes every day, of course. I mean, one day is never the same as the next. But if we keep doing the same thing and we keep being visible, that ultimately leads to phenomenal growth as long as people like what you're saying to them and as long as the quality of your materials is good. So I'd say that those have been the big drivers for us. So consistency and visibility and community. And would you, you had touched on your values and yes. I, I like to, you know, go over that with, with my guests too. So what you're saying is, really your your business and your personal values are driving your business too if that's what i'm hearing yes they are absolutely and quality is is probably one of the biggest drivers of what we do because we want to make a difference in people's lives we want to help change lives and that's what formula botanica does people come to us they take our courses and they come up to us afterwards and say you've changed my life with your courses because i now have the skills to empower myself to start the business of my dreams. I can start my organic skincare brand. I can start my organic hair care range. And it's, it's humbling to hear that actually, particularly when we watch some of our graduates go out into the world and actually walk the walk because we've seen people start brands and then go out and hire people and create employment in their communities and change lives even further through organic skincare and hair care. And that's really exciting to be part of. How do you, how do you keep from getting overwhelmed? Because I mean, you, you lead a tribe of how many students, how many staff, but when you and I had our last conversation, again, what, what touched my heart and what touched me because I have been connected with you is your leadership. So how do I do that? Good question. Um, <laughs> we have, well, I have a team and I've had to empower that team. So we haven't just hired VAs around the world. We've hired employees. We employ people. You know, we pay pensions. We pay childcare vouchers. We pay holiday pay. You know, we pay, we give people the day off on their birthday and give them a nice voucher on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we've started to really build a team. And by investing in people in terms of their training, in terms of the, um, the, uh, the perks of actually being an employee, they in turn are investing in us. And that's what's helping me create a team that is running the school because there is no way I could do this by myself. And there is also no way that I could have all those people reporting directly to me because I would just be a, a gibbering wreck on the floor, yeah. to be honest, if mm -hmm. I had to deal with 14 staff. In reality, you know, with all the contractors added up, we probably have 25 people who work day to day on Formula Botanica. So by creating almost a structure in the business and getting some really high level employees in, building them up, training them up and getting them to the point that they can run parts of the business, I've effectively empowered people to have autonomous um, control basically over parts of the business. And that's what's helped me grow Formula Botanica. So we have an education team. 
I don't teach these courses anymore. I have an education manager who works with me and she's brilliant. And she has all these fantastic tutors who report to her. And she has a background in education. She used to run a language school. She knows how to teach people. Yeah. And she's a, an amazing formulator on top of that. So I'm very lucky to have her in my team. And she runs the whole education side of the business. I don't deal with that anymore. Then I also have a business and relationship manager who works with me. And she is also phenomenal. She runs our student support team. And so we have a help desk with people in it where we receive like 1,000, 1,500 tickets a month. And all of those tickets require two or three responses. So you're dealing with thousands of emails that come in. Again, I can't do that by myself. No. So we, we have a team of people there and they are managed properly and they are empowered and they can run off into the sunset and keep doing that without me needing to be there. And that frees me up to drive new product development, to drive marketing, to drive social media, to drive all of the other things we're working on, branding, videography, etc. all the fun parts that I love doing. So because of that, because we've, we've built a structure and we've invested in people, most of all, and, and we've done so in a really big way because we give people, we give our employees a lot more than most other businesses would in terms of all the perks. That has paid off in bucket loads for oh, us, really, because they're loyal absolutely. to us. Yeah, it's important to me that we pay people well, that we give them lots of things and that we really empower them in their jobs and that they're happy. So even last week, we ran a whole HR exercise with our team where we, we mapped out what motivates us and what the different profiles are within the business and how we can best work together. And I don't hear this from other online entrepreneurs very much. They often think that they can hire a VA in the Philippines or find someone in California or South Africa or wherever who is nowhere near you and then that that's going to work for your business. But I don't believe in that. I think if you're going to do this properly, you have to really invest in people and build up a team. 100% agree. I, I remember reading an article from Richard Branson one time, and somebody had said to him, you know, who are the most important people? And somebody, you know, answered, oh, it's the customer. And he said, absolutely not. It's my employees. It's my frontline people. If I empower them, no matter what decision they made in that moment in time, that's the right yeah. decision yeah. because they are looking out for the best interests of the company. I completely agree. And you know what? This is something I had very little experience in. So it's been a huge crash course for me in all aspects of employment, HR, finance, pensions, everything. But as long as you deal with these things step by step, you can do it and it will make your business stronger because of it. And it will make you happier because of it, because you know that you have the right people working with you who are trustworthy, who can do the job, and who are committed to helping drive your business further. Well, because they're getting, they're getting their needs met too. Exactly. They're loving what they're exactly. doing, but they know that you've got their back. Yes, absolutely. And being in organic skincare, for us, we found out during our big HR exercise that the big drivers were this idealism of doing good in the world through organic beauty rather than synthetic beauty by um, being able to innovate in what we do, being at the cutting edge of teaching cosmetic formulation, but also being at the cutting edge of just teaching online in general. Because as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, we won a huge industry award in, at the end of 2016, about a year and a half ago. I almost fell off my chair when they um, <laughs> mentioned our name, when they got to the gold award. And we beat major multinationals from all around the world, like um, Sky, Lloyds Bank, 
Alliance, Aston Martin, you know, these are big name multinationals. And we beat them because they said that the quality of our learning materials and our teaching was superior. And that still blows my mind, given how small we are in comparison. Wow. I'm, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. And <laughs> as, much as, as, as much as I love, love, love all of this, and we could talk about this for hours, and, and my, my heart just, uh, this is the conversations I love because I'm so in alignment with this. But with massive success that Formula Botanica has had, there have also been some obstacles to overcome. And yes. I know you and I were, were laughing, even though it's not funny, but we, you, were, you were telling me how your website got hacked, how your accounts got frozen. I want you to share that story, but we need to take a break. So listeners, you have to stay tuned till after the break because when Lorraine talks about this, again, with success, there comes comes the, the, well, failures, you could say, or things that you need to get over. So let's take a break and then let's talk about that when we come back. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. And we are back to Love Brand You with my guest, Lorraine Delamere. Lorraine, before the break, we are talking about the massive success of Formula Botanica in four short years and success through hard work and systems and learning and building a team and community. But tell us what happened with your website <laughs> and go, go through that story. And again, what, what I love about the show, and I say to all my guests and I say to people listening to the show, what I love about the show is even if we talk about a problem, it's the solution. I want people to come away from this show learning an aha or something that they can do. And I want you to share that with us. Yes. Okay. I'm laughing because I I can laugh about it now (laughs) in hindsight, but it was pretty awful at the time. So we've, we've dealt with everything you can imagine. And there's probably more out there yet to come, but we've, that was the thing that really took me by surprise because I thought the green beauty world would be all rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and happiness <laughs> and loveliness. But that was a bit of a wake up call for me after, after a short while because we have dealt with hackers and scammers and trolls and uh, jealous competitors and everything you can think of. But, and this is 
exactly what you said, Sam. So I completely agree. And this is the really important point. We don't let any of these things knock us down. In fact, they make us stronger. And we have to view these things as learning opportunities. So to, to go on to your example of our website getting hacked, that was a fun one. I was, uh, I was in bed. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And being a fairly compulsive workaholic, I was checking my emails because, hey, that's what we all do at yep. 11 o'clock at night in bed, right? <laughs> and I checked my emails and there was this email in the inbox from someone saying, um, I'm trying to buy one of your courses at the moment, but it's directing me to a really strange looking page. I think your website might have been hacked. And uh, I'm, a, I'm actually a runner as well, but I think I ran faster that <laughs> night than I ever had before. As I Leaping out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I flew down the stairs to my laptop. Everyone was asleep in the house. I was like, right, what's going on? And sure enough, when I went to look at our checkout, it had been hacked. And the whole checkout page was redirected to a Bulgarian-based phishing site. So they were trying to get people to up upload their credit card details to then obviously steal them and hack those people's credit cards. Wow. And obviously I was very, very alarmed. And it's 11 o'clock at night. No one I work with is awake. However, saying that, I had the skills, so I knew what to do in order to shut down the checkout. So I shut the whole thing down and basically put up a notice saying, course is unavailable or something like that. And I messaged our IT manager who lives in India. And uh, Suresh and I have worked together for the last eight years now because he actually developed my, my app originally. So I know him very well. And I said, Suresh, I know you're asleep, but when you wake up, help, <laughs> please. Please help. The website's been SOS. Hacked. <laughs> but thankfully, by that point, I had shut down any, um, any sales from being able to go through. So I knew at that point I had disabled anything from being able to go wrong. And I knew that by the time I woke up in the morning, Suresh would have been able to deal with it. And sure enough, by the time I had, he had sorted out the website and taken away the hack. And that was obviously very alarming because our website had been hacked for, I think, about 12 hours. But thankfully, it was the day after it launched. And so we weren't having, we hadn't had any sales go through that day, whereas normally we would have had quite a few go through. So no one got caught out. And to this day, I'm very, very relieved about that and very grateful that nothing happened. And so then, as I do every time when something like this happens, I sat down and said, right, how can we make sure this never happens again? That's always the thing I ask. Yeah. And off the back of that, obviously, we strengthened the website in many, many different ways. But I also decided to hire an ethical hacker, which is quite a strange thing to do. And when I tell people about it, they're like, you did what? So I, I hired that. a guy. I love that. <laughs> I know. I hired a guy who specializes in hacking into your website and he does that to help you. And so this guy, he was brilliant. He interviewed everyone in the business. He came back with a list as long as my arm of things I had to change. But he basically said, this is what will make your website stronger. And my plan is to rehire him again. I plan to do that every couple of years to just make sure that the systems we're using are still good enough. And, you know, that's how we deal with every single situation that gives us a slight knock. We look at it and we say, how can we make sure this never happens again? And how can we come out of this looking stronger? And because of that, we do always come out of it looking stronger and it builds the business even further. So although these situations are horrible to go through at the time, every single business owner has to deal with stuff like this. Now, I hope your website doesn't get hacked at 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> but... 
you know, there will be something comparable that happens. And I've seen people go through horrific things online, but you can't let yourself become a victim. You have to make yourself stronger off the back of it. And actually, that was one piece of advice someone gave to me. They said, don't let yourself become a victim because it's very easy to sit there on social media and go, oh, woe is me. I've had the worst week. It's really awful. Don't do that because no. it reflects really no. badly on yeah. you. And I if you come out of it, no, no, you have to just be strong and just button your lip and effectively not really talk about it until you're talking about the learning points like we are today. Because Absolutely. clearly now we can say, you know, we came through this and we, we're stronger as a result of it. And now I can laugh about it. <laughs> well, I for sure. Time. <laughs> and it's, it, we say it on the show and we've heard it from, again, thought leaders and, and different individuals that talk about transformation where your energy goes that's where your energy flows. So yes. what do you want to your business to be? What do you want it to do? And what do you want to create? That's what you have to spend the time on, not on what's going wrong. So I Completely love that story. Agreed. Completely agreed. And even now we see it. I mean, we deal with a lot of copyright and plagiarism issues. And we don't put as much effort into it as we should probably, because I would much rather dedicate my time to just building and creating positive stuff rather than getting sucked into the negativity because once you're in that negative zone it, it really affects everything you do so exactly i completely agree with you stick with the positives keep yeah. building and that's why i have women like you on the show because that's who i want to surround myself with <laughs> so tell me again we've got a few minutes left here and i ask every guest about habits so what's the best habit that you, your best daily habit? I'm really glad you asked me this question yesterday, actually, because I needed some time to think about it. I initially was sat here going, I don't have any habits, but of course, you know, I'm a human being. Of course, we're all creatures of habit. So I came up with two well, three. The first one is that every morning I say good morning to my team. And it's something very small, but it brings us all together. And we small have powerful. Exactly. And we make everyone do that because that way we're all together, even though we're not all sat in the same room because we work all around the world. We, um, yeah, it brings us closer together because we're like, hi, how are you? What's happening with you today? And that is a fantastic habit to have. I Community. Exactly. Uh, the second one is that every night I read to my children and I sing lullabies to them. And it really grounds me because I want to be connected with them. And I try to do that every night consistently, unless obviously I'm away for business, which I don't like doing because I love my kids and I want to be near them. But that keeps driving me forward as well, because it reminds me of why I'm doing this and what I'm trying to build and how I want it to benefit them. So that is, that is my second one, really. And what was your third? You said you had three. Well, it was, it was, uh, it was singing to them as well. Okay. Singing All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. What's been the most rewarding about being a transformational leader of a global brand? Uh, well, my answer will probably be slightly different to a lot of people's, but I love having my own business and being able to shape it. And that's something I've always wanted. I have come up against that glass ceiling that a lot of women experience over the last 15 years. I have been called scary and intimidating and bossy and everything because I like leading situations. My first boss told me I was the antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> so that, was, that, 
was really nice of him. Thankfully, I left that job shortly afterwards. Um, and I've never really had the opportunities that I've wanted to really flourish and be able to build something of my own. So for me, the most rewarding thing is to be able to build my own business the way I want to, at the pace I want to, to the quality and standard that I want to. And that is incredibly fulfilling. And you're doing it. Yes. You, like I've... Listeners, go to the YouTube channel, go to the Instagram, go to the Facebook page. Again, I, I love this woman, not only for her as a human being, but for the business that she's created. And I, I'm sure that your team absolutely adores you and what you, what you stand for. And I, I'm so thankful for you being on the show and sharing your oh, story. Well, how, thank you for having me. How can our listeners connect with you? How do you want me to send them to you? Right. Well, we have um, a website, formulabotanica.com. So we'd love it if you came over. We have a sample class on there. So if you'd ever like to learn how to make your own skincare, we teach you how to make your own organic lip balm with our, our sample class. So come and watch it. Uh, come and find us on Instagram as well, at Formula Botanica. And that's the same for Facebook, for Twitter. So if you sign up for our sample class, we'll point you in the right direction and then you can become part of our community. And speaking of community, I wanted to, I didn't want to forget to say this, but I was, I think, and I think I had told you about it too, Lorraine, but I was here in Calgary at an event with my local organic skincare woman that she's created a company here and she's you know global as well but we were sitting there talking and I was getting some product from her and I loved it and for whatever reason we were talking about organic skincare and she said oh I've taken some online courses and I've done you know and she has a scientist background just like you and and I said oh online courses I said who have you taken them from and she listed, and then she said, oh, and Formula Botanica. And I said, oh, Formula Botanica. I said, you know Lorraine? And she said, oh, yeah. And she looked at me, and she said, how do you know Lorraine? <laughs> so here we are, you know, an ocean away, a country away. And I know. this is community. It when is, it is. And we bring people together every year as well. In a big, um, we run a big conference and people fly in from all over the world. And it's, it's humbling to be part of, you know, as I'm sat there on the registration table and I say to someone, where have you traveled from today? And they go, I've just flown in from Japan. I've just come here from Namibia. I'm here from Southern California. And you just think, wow, you've traveled halfway across the world to come to the Formula Botanica conference. So yeah, it's humbling, very humbling. But you can see why. You can see why because, again, what you've created. Okay. We are at the end of our show, but give us your best parting words of advice, Lorraine. Okay. Consistency is the key to success. I repeat it over and over and over, but if you show up every day and you're consistent in what you do, you will see success off the back of it. 100% agree. And I, that, that's what you do. It's, it's the daily consistency that keeps you going. Thank you so much for being here, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to have been here. Listeners, head on over to formulabotanica.com. I'll have it on the show page and you can click through to that. And again, follow their Instagram page. But 
take take advantage of the the free course that Lorraine's got there because I think you'll find it enjoyable. Whew, this was love this show. I'm your host, Sam Rafus, and until next time, keep sharing the love. Love brand you with Sam Rafus. If you like what you heard on today's show, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.